Hello everyone, this is Avi Winters, the drama fiend, and tonight I am talking about The Woman in the Window, which is a psychological thriller, maybe? Anyways, please remember that these are my opinions, and although we don't or might not agree on things, all opinions are valid. So, we're gonna talk about Anna being nosy. This made me think at first that she was just a woman that had too much time on her hands and watched people from the window, but it was made clear right after I started thinking that, that it was due to a phobia she had and she basically had nothing much else to do in the house. So being agoraphobic, having that kind of phobia really forced her to make her life about the life of her neighbors, about other people instead of herself. But in the end, she overcame her agoraphobia. I mean, wouldn't anybody after all that crap? And she was also able to live or forgive herself for the death of her family. By the way, there will be spoilers. The fake Jane, who I still now don't know the fake Jane's name. <laughs> Sorry. She said that there must be a reason why Anna was agoraphobic. And I believe that there must have been as well. I didn't think it was because of the accident that happened with her family which it, it basically was though. And that the medicine made her forget her family is what I was thinking. Like how could the medicine make her forget? Um, but it, I think it did. She didn't speak about her family at all to the therapist when I um, thought about it, but she also didn't want to talk about herself when we first started the movie either. She was talking about her neighbors. What I said at the beginning is that she made her life about her neighbors. So David Winter, her tenant that was living with her. Him scaring her repeatedly was like a jerk move. Um, He knew about her phobia, yet he pokes fun at her like every chance he gets scaring her and stuff like going up to the, the rooftop of the house, knowing that that area is easily breakable like the glass at the top. Also, when he was upset about her reading his mail, which she only just looked at the front of it, he opened the door. He was like, you can go outside. I thought that was him being insensitive to her phobia. So I immediately disliked him, regardless if he's handsome or not. What made me upset were the cops or the detectives. Mainly how the cops would have the accuser and the accused in the same room. Why would they do that? Those are New York City detectives as well. Do they also question the domestic abuse case with the abuser and the abusee in the same room? No. And the detective at the end admitted that he messed up. I hope he does better later on, but I have no faith in him. That made me extremely upset, all of them in her house telling her that she's like out of her mind or whatever. Also, they questioned her like she was the accused or in the wrong. It's like they judged her for her phobia and possible drinking situation before hearing her out, which isn't fair. Everyone is entitled to have a statement and say what they need to say, regardless of the evidence was against her because of all the plotting and planning Alistair did or Ethan also did. So her family dying does not mean she is hallucinating the death of a person that she made up in her mind, which I thought that was like out of reach and the cops should have treated that as a more delicate situation and investigated thoroughly instead of going to the person and saying, hey, this is what this woman said about you. Not like, oh, we can't, they should have done like, oh, we can't tell you who made this claim, but we'd like to follow up on it. Something like where it, it hides her identity so she can feel safe in her neighborhood. I mean, that's her neighbor's that she was accusing, you know? So that all made me frustrated how they made it seem like she was losing her mind. But also, all that time she's been talking to herself every day, thinking and believing she was talking to her husband. But to imagine a whole new human being and their death, I don't know, doesn't seem plausible. The way it was filmed, let's, I'm gonna just quickly talk about 
the way it was filmed. The dim lighting and like the low colors were really, really explained Anna as someone who doesn't like too much lighting. Um, she'd rather just, of course, she's inside all day, but she's always on like rest mode in a sense. So everything, all the colors were like dark colors and stuff, kind of like how I would love to have my house. I don't like a whole lot of lighting either. And also how at one point the film she was watching was like watching her to the point where a character covered her with a blanket, like the actor in the TV, like it was positioned really well. So kudos to the um, director. Um, let's talk about the killer real quick. And in my favorite bits, the killer is was Ethan. Spoiler alert. It was obvious to me, but that's not why I enjoyed it. I figured it was Ethan because of the way that they had Anna look at the window when she fake Anna was arguing with her son and of course both Alistair and Ethan are taller than her so she was looking up and I'm like the fact that they didn't show the person it has to be Ethan because we know Alistair to be like sort of or we think that Alistair was abusive or based on what the fake Jane said we believed Alistair to be abusive also what we saw from Anna's POV that Alistair was walking around with a knife as well so yeah also, I like to put into question why I started second guessing myself that it was Ethan was because why would the dad slap the boy if Ethan was a threat to him unless Ethan made it seem like it was an accident that he killed his stepmother, which I think he, I mean his biological mother, which I think he did. Um, and his dad, Alistair, covered it up because of it. And he did. But I was thinking that like Ethan was the real threat, but he pretended like it was nothing. But then I thought that Alistair might have been afraid of Ethan but then I realized that what I just said that Ethan pretended to be vulnerable like he did to get close to Anna. We're going to talk about my favorite bits and then I'm going to wrap this podcast up. My favorite bits from the movie. So when Ethan hit her with the small rake I think it is and it went through her cheeks that was shocking for some reason to me. It went through her and the camera just lingered there watching her facial expression for like 10 seconds. I thought she was like dead like that was it for her that scared me I didn't think they'd show that considering we didn't see that much brutality throughout the whole film even when you know um what's his name David got stabbed but it was like a good shock in a sense like yeah up the drama up the craziness I was sad that David Winter died who she kept calling David Winters even after he told her it was singular and not plural I thought that part was funny he was annoying but I didn't want him to die and he tried to fight I guess he got caught off guard though I think he got caught off guard um but that was Ethan's character he catches people off guard he pretends to be something that he's not thing is is that he killed someone before when they lived in Boston so he's fascinated with death and he's a serial killer why didn't he be more careful with his kills <laughs> but whatever conclusion overall I enjoyed this movie. It had me feeling like I needed to know what is going on, regardless if it might have been a bit easy to guess. It had to be, it was either one of the three men in the movie. I knew that she wasn't hallucinating to that extent. I love this kind of thriller though, where you can't trust the main character because everyone is doubting them. Um, or the fact that what they are showing you is it concrete, like they are unreliable, like the unreliable character in, in books. And we, as the viewers, have to figure out the truth. But everyone doubting her made me know and want to believe, even more so that she was telling the truth about Jane Russell or the fake one's murder. But anyways, and that is it for tonight. Thank you so much for listening and bearing with me. If you are new here, please follow the podcast. I upload 
at least one or two episodes a week. Until now, it's been Avia Winters. Stay safe out there, everyone. Later.